Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I kind of want to set the stage for this next chapter. You may recall that when Moses was alive, he wrote in the Torah that God was to be Israel's king. And so the intent of heaven was that Israel would be a theocracy. God would be the ultimate leader, and under God he would appoint priests and various others, elders, etc., who would operate um, as subordinates to God, the great king of all. And so Israel uniquely was to be a nation that had no king. But time went by. uh, The Lord raised up judges, various judges, to represent the people and lead them into battle and to judge cases and so forth. Samuel was the last of the judges. And Samuel was a very effective judge. He was an effective prophet and priest as well. But in Samuel's lifetime, he was the the grand finale of the judges in the theocracy under God. And the people expected another leader like Samuel. And sadly, his plan was to appoint his own sons as Israel's leaders, and they were not of the same character as Samuel. And so the people rebelled, and they said to Samuel, you're old, and uh, now we want a king to lead us just like everybody else, all the other nations have. That's kind of the backdrop for this chapter. So let's read 1 Samuel chapter 8. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as Israel's leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah. And they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You are old, and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us. This displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, Listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly, And let them know what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, This is what the king who will reign over you will claim as his rights. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves will become his slaves. 
When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, Listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel said to the Israelites, Everyone go back to your own town. And so this sad state of affairs, Samuel has grown old. Uh, He appointed his sons to be Israel's leaders after him. But these guys were not good guys. The Bible says they turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. So you may recall that Eli, Samuel's predecessor, had uh, wicked sons as well. And it brought judgment on his house. But in this case, uh, Samuel's sons are dishonest and they accepted bribes and perverted justice. There's no mention of the sexual sin that Uh, Eli's sons were involved in, but the same pattern repeats itself, oddly, uh, with Samuel's sons. The elders of Israel uh, then gather together, and they come to Samuel. In verse 5, they said to him, You are old, and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. And so they wanted um, uh, a king. They wanted a king that would would lead them. They wanted to be like everybody else. They were not like everybody else. God was their king. That was the intent of heaven. But they rejected that plan. And uh, when they said, give us a king to lead us, this really displeased Samuel. So his response was to pray to the Lord. And the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. And so the people indeed um, were rejecting Yahweh as king, but they didn't recognize that. In verse 8, the Lord went on to say, As they've done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you, Samuel. And so they um, rebelled against the plan of heaven. And then the Lord told Samuel to explain to the people what was going to happen when they got a king in place. And so in verse 11, he says, this is what the king's going to do. He will take your sons and make them to serve with his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties. Now, that sounds pretty good. But others will be assigned to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and still others will make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. He will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves. Now, friends, sadly, this is the progression of government everywhere. The Lord was prophesying that government would require taxes to pay its way. It would require a large staff. They would promote themselves on the backs and at the expense of the people. And so what Israel was asking for was to come out from under the protection and the benevolence of Almighty God and to submit to a human being and a system 
that would tax them and ultimately mistreat them and take um, large portions of their wealth and their resources to support the government itself. In verse 19, Samuel had tried to talk him out of this, but the people refused to listen. They said, no, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all other nations. Now listen to that. We want to be like all other nations. Why? So the king can lead us and go out before us and fight our battles. And so they weren't satisfied with Yahweh fighting their battles. They weren't satisfied with Yahweh leading them in the way they should go. They wanted to be like every other nation. And when Samuel heard all that the people said, he repeated it before the Lord. And the Lord said, Samuel, listen to him. Give him a king. So Samuel sent everybody home. And we'll resume this in the next chapter. But friends, this is a very sad state of affair. Uh, Moses prophesied that one day they would have a king, but he also was very clear that it was not the plan of heaven for them to have a king. The plan of heaven was that they would be the unique nation in all the world that was submitted to God Almighty as their king. And at this point, they are rebelling against that plan of the Lord's. It was for the good, not for their harm, but they couldn't see it. They wanted to be like everybody else. And so, Lord, we pray that we would not want to be worldly and like everybody else. There are things in your ways that we don't understand, Lord, but this we understand. You're a good God. You love us. You mean us no harm, and you mean blessing for us. Lord, may we walk in ways that we respond to you and receive your blessing. May we not limit your hand in our lives. May we not submit to others that which we should submit to you. Lord, we love you. We ask you once again that we would have no king but Jesus. No king but Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.